Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Good morning. This is your wake-up call. Wake-up call 013. Lean not. Hey, if you didn't catch last week's wake-up call, forget not. Make sure you go listen to that one as well. We're working our way through Proverbs chapter 3. It's a powerful chapter in the Bible. Uh, I mean, hey, all 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs are excellent. In fact, I'll just throw this out there as a tidbit. If uh, you're looking for a good plan as far as reading your Bible, a great way to read some Bible every day would be to read a chapter out of the book of Proverbs along with some other portions of scripture, of course, but if you read one chapter of Proverbs a day, that'll get you through every month. You'll go through the book of Proverbs. That's an excellent plan. And you'll, of course, come across Proverbs chapter three, which there's several verses from this chapter that you uh, probably will know and uh, have heard before. And if not, hey, we're going to learn them today Uh, and next week as well. We'll be in this chapter next week, actually two more weeks, uh, two more wake up calls in Proverbs chapter three. But today I wanted to touch with this thought, lean not, Proverbs chapter 3, and we're going to start at verses 5, 5 through 10. Let me read this to you. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge the Lord and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Lean not. That's where I want to start today. And that's, that's the main point I want you to take away from today's wake up call. Lean not. Obviously, you've probably heard that verse in scripture. If you haven't, hey, here's a good one to commit to memory. Proverbs chapter three, verse five. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You know, that really is the key to living a successful life in Christ Jesus. Part of the, part of the truth that Christ being your Lord, think about what that word really means, Lord. If Christ is your Lord, he is your master. Uh, now, he's not oppressive. You know, that word can sometimes have a negative connotation depending on people's uh, thought processes or what they've learned or heard. But Christ is, you know, the commander of my life, the master of my life. He is the Lord of my life. He's in charge. He's the head of the church. He is Lord of all the earth. Whether people submit to his lordship or not, he's still Lord. And in fact, the time we're living in right now, Christ is just giving people opportunities to submit to his lordship. Because when he returns, there will be judgment determining whether you have submitted to Christ, believed on him or not. And part of Christ being the Lord of your life involves you yielding your thoughts, your mind, your ways of thinking, yielding those thoughts, laying them down at the altar, in submitting to his way of thinking, 
his thoughts. You know, Isaiah 55 tells us that his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Of course, God, he, he, he knows all. He's perfect in wisdom. And the Bible's encouraging us here in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, to trust in God, not with just a little bit, not some of our life, but with all your heart. You know, I heard Reinhard Bonnke, missionary evangelist Reinhard Bonnke, who, who's now in heaven, but uh, a mighty man of God shook Africa with the power of the gospel. Uh, a yielded servant to the Lord saw so many people come to Christ. There was one crusade where 1.01 million people committed their life to Christ. Not like a head count, but they signed paper cards and turned them in and said, I believed on Jesus after hearing the gospel tonight. So mighty, mighty man of God. He, he made this powerful analogy that I heard him say one time, that Christ does not want to own or have access to one room in the house of your heart. He doesn't want just a couple rooms in the house of your heart. He wants the whole house. And you know, part of giving Christ lordship, submitting to who he is as our Lord, is to trust in him with everything we are. And the one way that we do that is in submitting our thoughts to him. And really, I say submit our thoughts. I should say it this way. The Bible way would be to say, renew our mind to his word. Right? Verse 6, in all your ways, acknowledge him. So I'm purposing, I'm setting my own understanding aside, and I'm yielding to his thoughts. I'm yielding to Christ's wisdom. I'm yielding to the truth of his word. I'm going to acknowledge his truth, his wisdom in every area of my life so that he can direct my paths. The key, notice this, the key to Christ directing your path, the key to having the Lord direct your path is by submitting to him and his understanding, by acknowledging him in every area of your life. In all your ways, acknowledge him. So you should be concerned. What does God think about how, you know, let's take me for an example. What does God say a godly husband is? How does God define a godly husband? Because that's the definition I'm going to yield to. That's the definition. I want to know what God thinks of me as a husband because I want to live up to that. He's going to empower me to become what he says is a good husband, a good father, a good man. A pastor, a member of a church, a witness, a soul winner, a, a child of God. What is God's truth about any area of my life? That's what I'm concerned about. Because if you, if you don't yield to his truth, to his wisdom, verse 7 shows us what may happen. You'll become wise in your own eyes. Right? It's very simple. If the Bible says, do not be wise in your own eyes, that's because we have the opportunity and option to be wise in our own eyes. The Bible is giving us a warning. It's no different than you're riding down the road and you see a yield sign. Right? Why do you yield? Because there, you're probably, that lane's probably going into another lane of traffic and you need to watch out for oncoming traffic so that you don't get, you know, rear end, T-bone, so you don't, you're not in a wreck. So it's, it's no different. When the Bible gives us a warning, do not be wise in your own eyes. It's because human nature has a tendency to be wise in their own eyes. I don't know about you. Here I am, I'm 32 at the time I'm recording this episode. But uh, a younger me, I, I was very wise in my own eyes. 
Some might say, you still act like a know-it-all. I try not to. But a younger version of me, for sure, there were a lot of things I was extremely wise in my own eyes that I realize now on the on the backside of a couple years going by, I didn't know I didn't know anything I was talking about. So maybe some things I knew a little bit about, but man, I had so much to learn. But when you get puffed up and you're prideful and you can't learn anything and you know it all, you've become wise in your own eyes, which is the opposite of fearing the Lord and departing from evil. You know, if you didn't catch last Thursday's episode, three Bible passages that changed my life, make sure you go listen to that because I talk about Proverbs 15.33, that uh, the back portion of that scripture, it says, before honor is humility. If you want to be honored by God and man, you're going to have to be humble. You're going to have to have a meek spirit. You're going to have to humble yourself. Uh, God actively, James 4, 6, God actively wars against the prideful. You know, if when you become wise in your own eyes, you have put yourself in a place where God has nothing to work with with you until you break that spirit of pride. That spirit of pride is going to have to be broken. That sin of pride has to be plucked out and removed away and cut away. Because God is actively working against the prideful. But the humble, the humble, he'll lift them up. He'll exalt them himself with his own strong right arm. Now notice this, verse 8. It'll be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. The word of God and the wisdom of God will cause you to prosper in your health. You know, the Bible tells you plainly. I mean, you can just look at this practically. In the book of Proverbs, you read through the book of Proverbs, you'll learn not to overeat. Right? Uh-oh. You went from preaching to meddling, AJ. I know. No one wants to hear that. I just ate two ice cream, ice cream sandwich cookies. I should have only had one. <laughs> All right. It even says, you know, if you're a gluttonous man, you better put a knife to your throat because that's going to be the end of your days. But also, you know, in a spiritual sense, I hope you understand that when you play with sin, when you allow pride to get in your heart, when you deviate from the wisdom of God, it creates hardships in your life. Think about how many people have shortened their days because of stress. How many people have had years of their youth and their life robbed away from them because they're trying to make things work in their own wisdom? And, and they're doing everything and striving and working and just tooth and toenail. Now, I'm not talking about being perseverant and chasing after something and, and setting out to do what God's called you to do and you just are persevering in it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying when you do things opposite of God's wisdom, it creates hardships. You know, it's like when the Lord was speaking to Saul before he was saved and converted to Paul, the Lord speaks out from heaven, Saul, why are you kicking against the pricks? It's a hard thing, isn't it? It's a hard thing just to smash your head against the wall. But the wisdom of God will put you in a place to where you don't carry around stress, which we know practically, just go listen to medical doctors uh, stress will kill people. But if you'll submit to the wisdom of God, it will not only give you wisdom and instruction, it will bless your body. You won't have to carry stress and anxiety. You won't have to carry around extra emotional weight that keeps you up at night. And then notice this, verse 9. Honor the Lord with your possessions, the first fruits of your increase. Verse 10, your barns will be filled with plenty, your vats overflow with a new wine. So the wisdom of God is not only going to just bless your health, It'll bless your wealth. Uh-oh, health and wealth. 
<laughs> but it will. It will bless not just your body. It'll bless your wealth. It'll bless your finance. It'll, it'll meet your needs. The wisdom of God will put you in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, serving and honoring people so that all your needs are met. It's Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. What are these things? Well, the first few verses before that, Jesus is talking about how the Gentiles, the heathen, the people that don't believe on him, are striving and dying and fighting tooth and toenail to just try to get clothing and food and stuff to survive. But when you get in the will of God, your needs will be met to the point of abundance. It just happens. You know, it's not going to be overnight, but as you continually walk faithful to God, you will grow richer in every area of life including your needs being met. God knows you have need of things. Again, look at the book of Proverbs. You submit to the wisdom of the book of Proverbs, you're going to give, you're going to tithe, you're going to stay away from debt, you're going to save, you're going to invest. That's going to, make, that's going to eliminate even more, to verse 8's point, even more stress that people carry nowadays. In the United States of America, not everyone that listens to this podcast is in America, uh, but most of you are. And I'm thankful for all my international listeners as well. And it's probably the same in your country as well. But I know this concerning my country, the United States of America. One out of two divorces in America are because of money issues. Like, the top two reasons for divorce, it, it kind of bounces back and forth each year. It's either infidelity, adultery, or money issues. And when you put God's wisdom into practice in your life, something as simple as money, which all it is is just, you know, living on less than you make, setting some aside for a rainy day, being wise. But if you get out of God's wisdom, you'll, you'll, you will turn that thing upside down and it will become such a stress and a curse to your life. It'll be a destruction to your health. If you trust in God, you'll submit to his understanding. It's this simple. Don't lean on your own understanding. If you are the sole source of wisdom for your life, whew, that's scary. If you are the end to truth for you, right? If, if quote unquote, we, we hear this all the time in the world, well, that's your version of the truth. That's a lie. There's no such thing as your version of the truth. There is truth. And either you or me or anyone else, we either line up and yield the truth and submit the truth or we're, we're at war with the truth. And so this idea that I can find truth within myself, that's deception. Truth and wisdom come from the Lord. It begins in His Word. He ministers it to us by His Holy Spirit so that we don't have to lean on our own understanding. Because at the end of the day, we don't know everything. In fact, we're learning something new every day. So I want to encourage you, lean on the understanding of God. Yield to his wisdom. Trust in him with everything you are. And I guarantee you, as you continually do that, that you will be blessed in every area of your life. Hey, I'm so thankful that you joined me this morning for this wake-up call or whenever you're listening. Make sure if you're listening on the podcast channel, leave me a five-star review if you're enjoying what you hear. It helps me so much. Uh, some of y'all have already done that. And I'm so thankful for that. If you're watching on Facebook, Instagram, hey, comment in the comment section and let me know that you watched. 
I'm thankful for you. And remember, we are the faithful. I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday I've got a brand new wake-up call for you. And every Thursday I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.